Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about arrogance and humility and how they are linked, can be linked, I don't want to say are linked, can be linked to suicidal ideations and, uh, and, and completing suicide. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to share with you, happy Thursday. I don't know where you are in the world. I know I have some listeners out there in New Zealand and uh, Australia. So you, you're 17 hours ahead of me. So happy Friday to you. Um, but this morning, this Thursday morning, Michelle and I had couples therapy. And we do it every six every six weeks. We were going every week, and then we were like, we got this, and so now we go every six weeks, and then we might expand it or contract the, the window depending on our need, right? Uh, so meaning that sometimes we might see her every three months, or sometimes we might go back to seeing her every week just depending on you know what's happening. And so today she shared something with me about emotional regulation and that when we experience trauma as a child, it over time, if it's not healed, if it's not addressed, if we don't look at it, it can narrow the window of our emotional experiences that we can have that doesn't lead to us being dysregulated by it. And here's what I mean. Uh, When we experience trauma, then, and it's not healed, then we become more sensitive to anything that um, brings us too much joy and excitement or brings us too much sadness and pain. We become more intolerable to anything that's, outside of the range of neutral, right? Uh, You know, someone uh, placing their hand on your shoulder or your knee or arm around you, all that can feel like it's too much if we haven't healed the traumatic experience that we've had when we were younger. And so it, it limits the range not only in Uh, of the pain we're able to tolerate, but also in the joy that we can experience. And so she said that healing, and I I love how she she phrases them. She said it, it expands our window of tolerance because I've noticed for myself that too much of anything, if I get too excited or too sad, um, it dysregulates me, meaning it takes me a while to recover, right? It takes me a while to get to sleep or to refocus on the work that I'm doing. It, you know, some people, they, and I'm sure you've met them, where they can have such a, what seems like a traumatic experience and then are just easily able to refocus and get back on track. They found this with athletes. There's some athletes who, can miss, you know, the the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, where they can miss five shots in a row. 
and still stay in a zone of focus to keep shooting, keep playing, and turn it around. Where if I miss two shots in a row, I'm like, well, I guess this is going to be a, a no-shot day. <laughs> and and so with athletes, you know, they found that the ability to recover from those missed shots, from those mistakes, those error, those errors, those failures is, is what separates uh, the good players from the great players. I mean, also being, you know, 7-2 versus 5-2, that is going to separate them also. But, um, but at the elite level, that becomes the big difference. And so if you're a person who um, has just accepted your trauma and, you know, haven't looked, you know, sought help in any way, I urge you to, to just get started. It's not about completely healing, but, but just being on a journey where you feel like you're on that journey of, of healing and self-discovery, that can feel empowering. That can give you that sense of control that you felt like you didn't have uh, whenever the situation took place. And, and then, you know, the other part is of that is, you know, it allows us to experience the full rainbow. She talked about, my therapist talked about experiencing the full rainbow of experiences. I just realized I repeat the same word twice. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, what, what is it, Roy G. Biv? I think that's, I think it's like seven colors. And a lot of us experience maybe one to two colors of the emotional experience. We're, you know, happy, angry, sad, or, or pissed and cool. Most of us are not, are not seeing the all seven colors of the rainbow of life. You know, we're staying in a certain range. You know, you have that that father who's always stoic, doesn't laugh, or the person who's always laughing and is afraid to be serious or, uh, or sad, right? So as we heal ourselves, we begin to experience the full rainbow of life. And, and that it, then it feels like we have more options available to us um, and situations feel less scary. So, you know, if you need more encouragement in terms of who doesn't want to see a rainbow, I mean, come on. So let's get into this uh, arrogance and, uh, and humility. And, and I'm bringing this up because I recognize in myself my arrogance, my, uh, my hubris. <laughs> Uh, that I have where I just, um, you know, I, I just kind of look down on other people. I, I have that tendency to think that I'm, I'm a little better than you. I have a, I have a streak of belittlement of other people. I also uh, like to seek attention and admiration um, and, and, and just want to, I, I want to completely disregard or dismiss uh, the perspectives and contributions of others. I, I have that part of me. I recognize that wolf, that shadow side, right? 
And, uh, and so I just want to share with you that, you know, the dark side of arrogance um, and how it relates to putting us, or I would say myself at risk for suicide, is that it, it can cause me to have difficulty forming and maintaining healthy relationships because I can be dismissive and condescending, you know, just kind of like whatever. When, when someone is sharing something with me um, that, you know, they're, they're upset about something I did, I'm like, you know, just take it, scram, kid. Um, I, can be, I can be that person for sure. Um, and I could uh, isolate or feel isolated as a result because I'm dismissing people. I have a, this condescending streak uh, that can rear its ugly head. And then I find myself alone. Like, where is everybody? How come I don't have anybody to, to play with? And, and when you kind of, and when you think you're better than other people, that pendulum swings, bro. Oh, it swings hard. It's gangster. It's like, you, you know, you go from feeling like a God to, to one morning you just wake up and you feel like a worm. You're like, what happened here, right? Um, and so because I've been dismissive, now I have a lack of social support, right? Because I'm not, I'm not reaching out. I'm not, so there's a part of me that doesn't reach out to other people because I don't want to feel like a burden. But there's another part of me that doesn't reach out because I believe I can handle my problems on my own. I'm, I'm, I try to be too self-reliant. That's arrogance. That to hand, you think you can handle all of life on your own? What? That's preposterous. That's is outlandish. Actually, <laughs> it's unheard of. Uh, this this lack of social support could exacerbate. Uh, my feelings of hopelessness and isolation. And in fact, it does. Because, uh, you know, I'm trying to move 10 steps forward real quick, and I'm wondering why it's taking so long or why I'm, I'm suffering these setbacks or, or, um, and, uh, and why I didn't know what I should have known and why did other people know and why are they ahead of me. And it's, I'm not reaching out. And so, you know, what I've done is I've, I've gotten better. Even today, I was like, I reached out to my sponsor because I found out even in like 12-step programs, p- people who have a sponsor in their 12-step programs rarely reach out to their sponsor. They might talk to their sponsor when it's scheduled, but but the in-between, in-between what's scheduled, when, when they're really in that space, um, rarely do people just reach out and like reach out consistently to the sponsor. So even when someone is like, Hey, I'm here for you. Call me. No, that arrogance is like, I got this. Don't worry about it. And, and I see it in myself. I see it in some of my friends. Unfortunately, I have some friends going through some things right now. And I'm like, bro, like I'm here, man. But you know, I can't make you pick up the phone and call um, and my, I also recognize my arrogance can lead and has led to unrealistic expectations, right? Where I just kind of get these grandiose, oh man, my, 
my my ideas, my beliefs, and my abilities and my accomplishments are so grandiose. Like I, I believe I could I could if I trained, I could I could I could break the, the record in track. Whatever the whatever the hundred meter record is, I can do that. I remember when I went skiing, um, the first time I went, they were like, yo, man, you gotta get on a bunny hill to I was like, Bunny Hill? I'm not getting on a bunny hill. Show me the black diamond, bruh. Let me get on the <laughs> let me get on the hardest. And of course, I hit every tree on the way down. Almost hit a few people. And I I recognized in my arrogance, I could have killed myself or killed other people. I, I was a danger out there. I can laugh now, but it was, you know, I remember the first time I drove. I drove on a freeway. What? I almost killed myself and three of my friends uh, trying to, like, getting on was okay, but getting off the freeway was, oh, my God. Like, to this day, I remember it. Um, such a scary experience. But my arrogance was like, yeah, I could drive. Sure. I never been on a highway. I was 16. It was, it was, a, um, it was unrealistic to think that someone who hasn't even driven on a road can drive on the highway the first <laughs> the first time. So yeah, definitely arrogant and uh, and and, it, and the downside of that is then when I'm faced with failures or setbacks or anything that challenges my belief, I struggle to cope. I can't I cannot cope with any kind of with failure. Oh my god, like I'm done. I just I want to pull the 30 pound weighted blanket over myself and just hide in the bat cave. It, and, and of course that feeds more emotional distress and then suicidal thoughts of like, I'm a failure. I can't believe this happened. Uh, but I just, you know, I get these unrealistic expectations about how fast I can run about uh, my, gr the grades I should have in school about the people I should uh, be associating with or where I should be in life and, you know, financially and, and socially and relationally and uh, even physically. It's like I'm 47 and when I look in the mirror, I expect to see the, the body of, a, a, of myself when I was 21. I, I, my, I have not adjusted. I have not adjusted that. Oh, that arrogance. <laughs> but, and that also... That arrogance can bleed into impulsivity, right? Because sometimes I get this sense of invulnerability, like I can do anything. I can do anything that I want at any time, and I don't consider the consequences, right? I, could, I should be able to just do this right now without training. It's like sometimes I get in the gym, and I'll be like, yeah, I could just crank out, you know, 50 pull-ups. And I haven't even warmed up my shoulders or my back. I haven't activated anything. I'm just like, yeah, I could crank this out because I feel good. And that impulsivity can lead to injury. It can it can lead to you know harm or or death or you know it could just set me back for another five to six weeks. And then I'm 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 right back sitting with all my emotional pain. And, and feeling the pressure of, um, of, of trying to cope, you know. Um, and then, of course, the, the last part of 
of arrogance and and why it could you know lead to suicidality is I, I don't ask for help i i to me there like it it on some level it feels like a sign of weakness or vulnerability it's right up there with like saying i'm sorry it's like oh i'm sorry i i have that i have that voice in my head oh i'm sorry are you you know um it's like oh do you need help and it's like yeah i need i need help i'm struggling with this and and uh, you know and and part of it is a fear of rejection of if i ask for help the person will say no or they'll make fun of me for needing help and uh, i just got to push through that and think about the bigger uh the bigger idea now what is the opposite of arrogance Ooh la la, it's humility. Ooh, do we know what humility is? Is is humility is basically uh, a quality of being modest, unassuming, and not overly self-centered. It involves an ability to acknowledge one's limitations and imperfections, and to have a sense of openness and respect towards others oh now you know humility has kind of a a negative connotation because the the last thing someone who is arrogant who has uh, has some arrogance in them like myself last thing i want is to eat a humble pie right i don't know if you ever heard that term but um it's like oh yeah you eating some humble pie and so we try to avoid that, but in avoiding eating the humble pie, we we go to the other extreme and uh, exp, you know become extremely arrogant. But there's a joy to being uh, to having to having humility, right? Because um, when we have humility, then we actually seek and accept help from others, and we have stronger social support networks which can act as protective factors against suicide. Uh, when we are, you know, and, and so you'll pick up the phone, you'll call that 988 number, you'll call a friend, you'll call your sponsor, you'll, or you'll text them or you'll email them or you'll yell it from the balconies, uh, whatever. You'll talk to your coach, Right? Uh, um, you know, I think one of the reasons why my clients love working with me is because, you know, I hold a space for them that's so non-judgmental and they can see that I'm truly listening and I care and I want to be that social support uh, for them. And so when you find that person who can be that for you, it, it's just like, you go, this is w- what I needed in my childhood this kind of space right um and then when we uh experience humility and allow ourselves to be a bit more humble we become more adaptive i want to highlight the word adaptive in coping with life see that word coping is coming back again we did uh an episode on that just recently in coping with life's challenges and setbacks potentially reducing vulnerability to suicidal thoughts that word adaptive is key because we talked about Charles Darwin 
and how he people misquote him uh misquote him by saying only the strongest survive that's not what he said he said the most adaptive and and those who are willing to and those who can or and are willing to adjust those are the people who survive so your ability to adapt and adjust that's how we get through life's challenges and setbacks and reduce our vulnerability to suicidal thoughts. It's not being strong. It's not being arrogant. It's in coping and adjusting and adapting. But nobody wants to say, hey, I'm coping. I'm adjusting. I'm adapting. You just want to be like, I'm strong, man. I'm tough. I got this, right? Uh, and then when we talk about humility, also with humility comes reduced aggression that's right because the the more we can reduce aggression in general that also reduces the likelihood of self-directed violence uh, i.e suicide so when we have a bit of humble pie you know and this is when you get in you know so, some people um you know really become dysregulated when they get an A minus on the test, they they had this high expectation of an A, and then they get an A minus or they get a B, and people really do want to end their lives over this. Or you ask a girl out, and she says no, or she says nothing. She doesn't even respond, right? Um, and so this you know this can uh, cause us to be angry and upset. And then we turn that on ourselves. But when, we, when we're humble and we say, you know what? I can't get an A. It's unrealistic to think I'm going to get an A on every test. It's unrealistic to think that any girl that I ask out is going to say yes. That's unrealistic, right? Um, a part of the human experience is, um, and a part of her power, their power, is that they get to say no. That's why I'm asking because I recognize that there's a, a chance to that it could be no. Um, I took the test to discover what my uh, range of abilities are, what how much I memorized, right? That's why we're taking a test to see where we are. Now, what's interesting is you could take the test Monday, get an A minus, and then if you took the test Tuesday, you might get an A plus. So it's really about where you are at that time. Same thing with the rejection. Like if you maybe if you had asked that girl an hour earlier or an hour later, maybe you get a different answer. So, you know, the the beauty of life is the response that we're getting from life is just the response it has at that moment. And that response can change at any given moment. Right? I can you can the sky can be so clear, you know, when I was in Hawaii, and the sky could be clear. I mean, you couldn't see a cloud for miles, sun shining, birds singing, and then out of, like, seemingly nowhere, dark clouds, rain, thunderstorm, lightning, and then you're, everybody is, you know, grabbing their stuff off the beach and running inside. And then the last part of, of, being hum, uh, of experiencing humility is that it reduces 
uh, our our tendency to want to be perfect, which you know ties into what I was saying earlier, because then we have more realistic expectations of ourselves and of others. Because a lot of times when we're arrogant, we we just think that people can do whatever, um, and we set these unrealistic expectations for our children, for our spouse, for ourselves, for the world around us, for the government, right? For countries, like how could they do this? And it's like, listen, it, it, life is full of challenges and obstacles, and we we need to learn how to adjust and adapt, and uh, to to understand the full scope of how complex um, things can be, right? Um, and so we, I and and I don't want you to feel like. I'm oversimplifying uh, suicide ideation to saying it comes down to arrogance and humility. What I am saying is that there are so many factors from biological to psychological to social, environmental, uh, you know, the, the, your history of trauma, your access to, like, there's so many things that uh, influence uh, someone, someone ending their life. But Every episode, I do want to take the time to explore what are these smaller pieces, because even if we we start on one of these smaller pieces, whether it's you know coping or arrogance or humility or you know whatever it is, it it's a path forward. It's about where where do you want to enter in from? Like when when you're in a building. The building has numerous exits and entrances. So when we when we think about preventing suicide, it's about, you know, from what angle do we want to come at this? What what door do we want to enter? Because they, they all lead into the, the same building and they all exit the same building. So if you found value in this, please share this episode with one other person so that you too can have a conversation about arrogance and humility uh and then that builds a connection when we have connection we have community thank you for tuning in to another episode of before you kill yourself uh remember this substitute this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other um 800 numbers that are listed in all of the show notes you can chat talk text you can go to thrivewithleo.com one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.